The fucking essence of being an artist beyond all like the thinking and the great stuff about it is making tiny repetitive lines over and over and over again for hours. That's what being an artist is. It's so much fucking donkey work, as well as, you know, the metaphysics and the ecstasy and all that bullshit. Art is fucking boring to do all day, but that's how you make it. Um, yeah, this, so, welcome guys. Today, we're continuing from our conversation from last episode. Uh, we're talking about authenticity in the arts. Um, do you remember where we left off last time? Um, we were talking about Steve Jobs and... Oh, the humble beginnings. Oh, the humble beginnings. The humble, the fake humble beginnings. Some people fake it and, you know, but later on they get found out. How real... Like, I am always curious, how real do you have to be? How authentic to yourself do you have to be to be successful and to be a creative? Because, like, you know, there's so much contradiction in that, especially in the world of social media. Mm -hmm. I feel like I spend, I've been spending more and more time looking at the pages of, like, artists, visual artists or whatever. Mm. Um, and I find that it's really interesting, especially l more lately, uh, seeing the kinds of people that are, th whose pages are more popular, seeing the, specifically artists, let's just say like visual artists, seeing the visual artists that are really doing well on social media, they're the ones that really put themselves out there yeah. uh, in terms of their faces, their looks, like how they put themselves forward. They create a persona and oh, they yeah. really like, they capitalize on that. And I'm always kind of, split because I don't know What's I don't know real how person? real it is and I don't know if it matters either well if they're doing good enough work and you know they're not murdering people no one's gonna really care yeah but I feel like see I care not because I'm not gonna like stop somebody no, from no, doing no, that no. but look there's certain you know what it is you it's the integrity of the work the integrity the integrity of the work that i that i'm concerned about well because so i'm specifically thinking of one person one artist that Name i know names. i don't care no no i'm not gonna do that um she's she's local is it a person you like it's a person i don't like oh oh okay so you don't want them to like uh you know, it's not about that. It's an example. And, 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 you know. and I'm sure that there's other examples of <laughs> yeah. this kind of... I know this person in real life, mm -hmm. but I also know their Instagram persona. And... Ah. So you're, you got the ins. Yeah. And this. so this person built their entire art career. What's going on? Uh, this person built their entire art career on they're on the back of this kind of persona that they portray to other people mm -hmm. partially in person mostly online and yeah. their art i would say is not particularly great uh How it's okay it's interesting enough like yeah. it's not the worst thing i've seen but it's derivative as hell it's not it's very narcissistic it literally just revolves around them and their identity and like, okay, I mean, there's a place for that for sure, but yeah. it's not interesting enough to, I think, warrant the kind of attention that it does. I think the reason this person is so successful is because they've managed to create an identity that matches the kind of work that they do. 
And although the work on its own is not that strong, together with this kind of persona that the they've synergy. crafted, the synergy, uh, yeah. no, but like truly, like yeah. they work together to create a more almost believable sense of this person and like a more holistic experience for the mm. viewer, right? But as a person who knows them, I know that most of that is bullshit and they're not that great of a person and not that great of an artist. Hey, you know what they say? Fake it till you make it. Well, and this is, I don't know. I don't know because I don't... <laughs> am well, I a fool? Perhaps. Well, no, it, look. But then I'm like, is it really something I want to do to build? Like, do I personally want wanna, to build that? You might not want to do that as for yourself because you have integrity. Well, but, but even but maybe I don't have just integrity. Maybe I think that it's going to be way too hard for me to ma maintain a persona that I ah. So the person. So then it comes down to personality in terms of what type of, you know, what kind of bullshit can you keep up for a long time? Do you think you can? And the fact that and you, do you want to? Mm, yeah. And what does great. that even mean? What does it even well, mean to build an entire life on the back of something fake? A lot of people have like look at okay. Uh, a good, I wouldn't say a good example. Well, one example would be musicians. Like when you look at, but okay, I love Bowie. Yeah. And but he admitted that this is uh, an artist playing a rock star. Yeah. You know what I mean? He admitted that, right? But the, but I people loved him because he he admitted it. He, even though he played it up. Well, there's a lot of people. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people that do that, but are yeah. not genuine about it and what they're doing. Well, I think, you know I mean? interestingly enough, again, like, this becomes very complicated because um, a lot of artists, especially performing artists, mm -hmm. so singers, actors, whatever, say oh. that they have a stage persona and they have their offstage persona. More recently, in at least from the 80s, like, in the most popular genre, at least now, is rap, right? Mm. So that is a whole, you know, persona game. You know, it, you know, street cred, blah, 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 and we have artists that are you know attacking people or fake attacking people, whatever you know you yeah. name it. you can you, you've seen everything yeah right and does that take away from their work it depends on the person and how good they are you know it really depends because there's crappy artists that made it because of their fake reputation and when they get found out they do flop I mean, like, we all we all got real, real mad about Millie Vanilli without even understanding <laughs> how... I mean, I say we all, but, like, I was a child. I didn't really give a shit. Um, but even... I remember they, even, they like... They had the look. They had the... the I remember like, watching a behind this music. Not behind the music. It was, like, a VH1 show yeah. about, like, something, right? It was basically a top ten list. And they had Millie Vanilli. And I remember watching this and being like, yeah, how dare you... <laughs> fake that like i don't know i must Dude, have been 11 or 12 years old well and then literally not two years later it dawned on me that i'm like literally everybody fakes this shit mm -hmm. it's not hey, there's Katie, lip singing Katy perry was a christian singer yeah and then she went super sexual the oh, opposite yeah. way and she knew it yeah you know and then when yeah so look if, music is one of the weirdest places because it's it's a persona but i think it's that way for a lot of things and now with social media i think most people have to craft a persona, even if it's... This is where I start to wonder, like, well, where is the line? Because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, we can compartmentalize, 
But it's going to start bleeding into your own reality at some point. Well, some people, some people are can't parse out the two right. sides of their life, the persona yeah. and the thing. And it where can they mess start, with you. Yeah, they could start. They start believing in this. Or it could just really mess with your understand. Yeah, like you could. You know, some people have what essentially amounts to a bit of a psychotic break. Yeah. Where they they become very delude deluded. Um, have grandiose like illusions and think mm -hmm. that they are way more important or that their lives are like different than they really are or the fans enforce the fake life more yeah. so to the point where the person does have a breakdown because like they're telling them i'm not that person yeah so it either works from the inside or from the outside so then again with all these questions and also just like with the personal questions about identity like at what point do you stop being the fake you and start being the real you? And if you're spending most of your time in most places in your life being the fake version of you, is that really the fake version of you or is that the real version of you? I mean, this is a little bit of Theseus ship it's paradox. The, it's an avatar. Was the avatar the real person or is it, you know? Well, and this actually, I think, very much will be a question in the future. Because, oh, because oh, obviously the, it's already from the previous happening. episode, we we're talking about, you know, digitizing yourself and make, getting clothes this in a digital store. This is no different, really, yeah. because we're essentially crafting personas for ourselves in the social media realm, mm -hmm. and we're pretending, we're, we're we putting on a different of. identity. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're trying on different identities. And we're curating like, our supposed experiences people can perceive, you know, they perceive our supposed experiences. You can know? you really have true artistic expression like that, do you think? Well, in a world where, you know, cash rules everything around us, cream, get the money. No, fuck that. Bills. I don't live like that. <laughs> you know, if we live like that and everything else, everything is, everything you do well, is basically you're just, selling yourself. Yeah. You know. You're living in a world of signs and signifiers only. Oh, not, yeah. Nothing yeah. is real. Look, we're living in a world where uh, your outrage is cash, number one. Yeah. Your. All of your energy should be turned into cash via reactions, yeah. et cetera, oh, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to get into that. So oh, yeah. reactions and also talking about it. <laughs> Look, if I can talk, and, and a lot of people talk out of their ass. Like, I think we were talking about earlier. It's like, you know, if I can be outraged about something and do it so splendidly and so like in a spectacular way, um, and I'm organized about it, yeah. and I'm strategic about it, Yeah. look at all these media outlets there's literally people that are their whole persona whole... is to you know be outraged that's their that's yeah. their job yeah yeah and you see when they shift to another network it's true. they're like the opposite side that's and true. they're paid people that's money well i mean you're right a whole career and i think this is where <sighs> and that's just pundits not even not even artists pundits uh all of these considerations i mean did you <laughs> see the video on youtube by that uh, I want to say South African or Australian couple of dudes who basically faked having a new show to get three pundits from the UK to talk about the interview with Meghan and Oprah and like no. Meghan and Harry and Oprah. So they faked being a real um, TV show and they told these people before the interview aired, before it aired, they mm -hmm. were like, hey guys, where we want to hire you to react to the interview, right? Oh. And they were like, uh, before it airs, we just need to get some pre-shots. We'll ah. record you and then we'll, we'll <laughs> post later. Yeah. And these these three people responded without ever seeing the interview. Yeah. 
they were just like saying shit like about how Megan sucks and whatever. And it's like, wow. okay, well, and some of it wasn't that bad, like, you know, but it was all just pre-scripted stuff, which yeah. essentially just tells you that it doesn't matter what the truth of the matter is. Oh, no. People are just going to be saying whatever suits their agenda and their narrative and where whoever's paying them. And so at that point, the question becomes, well, does it even matter how authentic, quote unquote, you are on social media when our entire reality is built on a false narrative? And who even are we? <laughs> like, this just becomes this very deep rabbit hole where I start to wonder, does any of this stuff matter? What is art? Are we even making art or are we just I making things to making cash meaningful. in? I don't, honestly, I don't think we're really making meaningful <sighs> art right now. Well, I can't. Okay, you know what? I can't say that because I'm trying. It's usually, I'm it's, really trying. I know, it's but just it's not usually, out there. <laughs> it's usually what it is is we look at things in the past like we always yeah. look back and then we see okay that was meaningful because it had a really big impact things of its time like when you're in it you don't really see it yeah until you give it some more time yeah or some more distance and then yeah and you're like oh my god that person really changed things you know yeah. so i but, mean even the way that we're selling art if that changes to like oh, i NFTs? mean the nft thing Ugh. not i don't want that to happen not that i'm saying it's bad i think there is a time and a place for nfts and i think the technology of blockchain can absolutely be mm -hmm. used to authenticate and do all kinds of stuff well, but it becomes harder in the garments we we're talking about earlier garments right but again it's like you know okay so with garments it's a little bit easier i think because for example if you put a chip inside a nike shoe or like a reebok mm -hmm. shoe or whatever you so, can limit the number of print like or right and know. that's fine so but but like then you start to think okay well what if somebody wants to take out the chip from the old shoe they just put it, it out and one. put it into a new shoe you can't really stop them from that's doing true that too, yeah and theoretically you have the chips from old shoes who's to say that that shoe is already that's gonna, destroyed always gonna there's always gonna be a black market right. in that way but that's, in the same but that's the thing that nfts eliminate they eliminate that black market be, through the use of blockchain right in the physical world that becomes almost an impossibility to stop completely from forgery yeah completely yeah you can like find all kinds of ways to cut it down but if someone really 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 wants to do it i'm yeah. sure they oh, can no, there's always a way and as soon as you have a physical version of something it becomes much easier to to mess with it to oh, no, change the materials it. are so the thing about technology is like in the world we're living in every every physical material for the most part yeah is accessible now yeah and in, in a strange way like there's a strange dichotomy in the the fact that reality is so much more fragile than the digital version of life. You can create <laughs> something that will last you forever in the digital world that you cannot do in the physical world. And it's so much easier to create things that have infinite power, infinite value, infinite whatever, and that will never rust, never age. Again, they're just like timeless. But the problem with that becomes energy though. If you don't have right, the energy, you have to maintain, to, you have to maintain the it's energy true. to maintain that digital file to right. maintain that. You know, that's very whatever. true. So that's what kind of not scares me, but sometimes turns me off on certain digital aspects. Well, that makes sense. Where once the power goes out, even Bitcoin, once the power goes out, maybe and maybe not in all over the world, but in one country, you essentially lost all your bank information. If the bank didn't back it up and hard drives crash and blah 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 blah, you've you're essentially broke. Yeah. All in a second. So that is quite scary. So coming back to, you know, 
reality or people being fake and things like that, which is, you know, this whole fake world we're living yeah. in right now. Um, I think it's a progression of, you know, things. I think at a certain point we will want more authenticity, just like people want long form discussions. People want. People are definitely craving. They're craving that, especially now with this, as you called it in the last episode, uh, panini. Or some people called it a panini. <laughs> the, okay, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out or to the Rona. The Rona. I like the Rona. Miss Rona. Yeah, I've heard. You know, shit's getting. The panini getting real. is from. Um, pop fashion which is like the best fashion podcast mm. and has been around for like at least five years now i think they just hit their five-year mark um big big shout outs they're like the best and lisa calls it a panini and i just really like it's it hilarious yeah, it's, it's just great. weird i was like what are you talking about at the beginning i was like panini. sorry i just didn't even think about it i was like oh you know the panini oh right you don't listen to that podcast I, it, it, yeah i guess in the black sphere it's like rona the rona the Ro miss rona, the rona yeah <laughs> rona sounds like a rona a, does sound like a, a person a, a furniture store slash person not yeah. furniture sorry um home home hardware. home hardware you got that rona i got that rona you know it's rona like is a did you get store. sick yeah i got that rona but yeah um <laughs> <laughs> um but I've, I've, authenticity yeah and okay. social media yeah so i think we're just evolving and um growing pains yeah we're especially now like we'll come back to the, the rona uh people are stuck inside they miss the physical aspects of their life you know there's going to be a huge uptick in certain physical things that people want to buy or yeah. physical things that they want to experience people that never wanted to go on cruises even though in the beginning the rona made cruises look sound horrible cruises. no you know what i mean they're the there worst. Be, I, 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 I i'm saying it right now they're gonna be people who are gonna book cruises no joke okay but like can cruises be smaller though because no have you seen the largest cruise ship though uh, that thing scares me are you talking about the one where people can live on it yeah yeah the one that the one the giant one with that's many kind of pools fucking and many cool. levels it's cool but, but it also I, scares yeah, me I because i watched titanic as a kid i know and we that all have scared that in our me psyche. not the not the crashing itself but more of being trapped in a compartment yeah that's the scary part and how they treated the poor people Okay, that that sucked. Also, like I think the, the lower deck people I, drowning is not the way I want to die. See, if I was okay, this is a whole separate topic. But if I was drowning in the open ocean, that's one thing. No, I, I don't. Can we? But, can I? I don't want. Okay, but let me finish this. Let me finish this. Okay, I know. I can hear that. Okay, this this panic, uh, laughter, uh, nervous <laughs> laughter. But no, but honestly, I have that feeling. I have a fear of drowning too. But I my thing fear is of drowning. I just thought of it now and i'm like i don't want to do that that sounds painful ah but drowning and being trapped yeah in a confined space yeah. that you can't get to any surface of all <laughs> that scares me more than drowning it's in really an open bad. ocean yeah that's true <laughs> you, you good you good bro it just it got, in the, it got in the wrong hole or something because <laughs> i didn't want to you know when you try to prevent yourself from coughing but it hurts more yeah you're like oh, fuck I'm and, so sorry. and you're like you're crusty the clown and go <laughs> Sounds like, I was like, oh, that's bad. So, yeah, people want to buy these physical experiences. Because in the beginning, they were like, oh, yay, you know, we're going to stay at home. It's digital. We have our Wi-Fi and blah, 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 blah. But then at a certain point, you, yeah. you know what I miss? Going to the library mm -hmm. and just per perusing books physically. I have legitimately missed going to the library a yeah. lot. You know what I have not missed? Mm. Shopping for clothes. yeah. Actually, yes and no, because seeing yeah. physical shoes and touching physical shoes—that's true. You like well-made shoes, yeah. 
That's so funny. You want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I, I went to, uh, I was buying a kettlebell. And while I was waiting for them to process my order, because it was a pickup, I saw all the, the new Nike trainers, Adidas, you name it. And they were beautiful and fucking beautiful. Well made. I think we're at a certain level of uh, shoe game, shoe game, comfort and style and creativity nice. in the world right now. And it's beautiful. And my favorite is Adidas so far. Nike's still one of the kings, but Adidas always had the comfort mm-hmm. where Nike had the style. Mm-hmm. But Adidas is slowly catching up in terms of the style. Okay. You know? Um, so since we're talking about this, did you hear about the, the whole thing with the Nike exec? Uh, no. Did they murder somebody? No. I it's, can't believe you don't know this story. No, because every nowadays, everything I hear is either someone hurting somebody in some form or fashion or somebody kidnapping, like some horrible shit like that. That's so funny. Okay, so yeah. there's... So this Nike exec who was in charge of North American distribution, if I'm not mistaken, but she was like up there. She'd worked there for 25 years. Wow. Worked her way up. Um, turned out her son had a reselling business, which <laughs> uh, he was making like $200,000 a year uh, before the pandemic and $600,000 after the pandemic. Mm. And he was being interviewed by, I don't remember who, but he was being interviewed by some big like paper. um, And he basically let on, well, the interviewer asked him if he was related to this head of whatever at Nike, because they had the same last name. And he's like, oh yeah, that's my mom. Bad move. Or maybe they didn't have the same last name. Well, usually, if I think a person... He, I think they did. I think they did a have person? the same last name. Hang on one sec. Um, so, I think they did have the same last name, but I think they, that he was, like, you know, keeping it on the download because his name wasn't the same as his actual full yeah. name online. Uh, but he told this person, and then he said, don't tell, don't put it in the article. And then afterwards, he stopped responding to this person. And so, so... Obviously, it got published, and everybody started making fun of him because he's an idiot. And uh, basically, uh, it turned out that Nike knew that her son was reselling shoes. Oh, yeah. But at the time, it wasn't deemed a problem. It became a problem because he literally used her work credit card. So he used a Nike credit card to move hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of product she resigned she didn't she didn't get fired technically and hebert she was the company's vice president and general manager of north america so she wasn't the president she i'm sorry i thought she was the exec for distribution no i'm wrong no she was the vice president and general manager for the entirety of their north american uh uh Holy operations shit. and how dumb is this person this so this guy is, this is what i okay like there's so much wrong with this was he flossing what is flossing like showing off oh yeah 100 percent. see that's the he thing. would post fucking pictures of his of his warehouse just see, like being okay. an idiot okay 
I don't understand. I'm sure this person loves like uh, gangster movies and hip hop and all this stuff. And the the rules that have like been grilled into people is don't be a fucking idiot and stop flossing. If you're making banking things like that, just stop flossing. Be anonymous. You know. Yeah. And if it don't show what you're where you're making your money, this this is one on one. Like I'm serious. Like how dumb are these people? Okay, so... How old is this person? So he was 19. In the, this is this year? I believe so. Okay, so he's yeah, he's probably a, still 19. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Um, so <laughs> this is so funny because in 2018, Nike said there was no violation of company policy, privileged information, or conflict of interest. But I think at that point, Nike did not understand the scope of this. Mm-hmm. Because as it turned out, um, Joe, I believe his name is Joe, Joe Hebert, if I'm not mistaken... Oh, Let's Joe. just call him Joe. Yeah, it's Joe. So Joe d- was using, and his friends, I think, whom he started the business with, were using some kind of a program or a code, essentially, to uh, cheat the Nike app mm-hmm. because it's supposed to only give everybody the ability to buy shoes like once. So you make an account and you can only buy mm-hmm. a limited number of shoes for their limited releases yeah. and shit like that. But they use something, a code or something like that. I have no idea to essentially bypass that system and buy as much as they want. Mm-hmm. And so shoes would sell out. Yeah. And they would have, you know, all the premium shit and sell it on their site and make a ton of money. Now, what's interesting is that uh, why a person like that would agree to be interviewed. But this is the dumb, this is what I'm trying to say. Right. The general, okay, I think we had a conversation, maybe not uh, recorded, but it's um, my perceptions of certain generations, like, mm-hmm. um, after millennials they're smart in certain aspects but dumb in other aspects fair because they will show off and you know fuck up their as they say their um their game you know what i mean mm-hmm. though th- without knowing and they're flossing they don't realize they're fucking up their their game mm-hmm. where they're getting their money you know stuff like that just to show off and they get caught and we see that. You can name many people that have been stupid. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's. So, so that's Joe. I mean, I agree. But that's, that's Joe's stupid 19-year-old ass, right? Yeah. Why he decided to have an interview, I will never understand. Because yeah. if you're making that much money. Why would you do that? Why? <clears throat> why? But this is a person who also posts photographs of his warehouse with sneakers oh what a mother oh my god yeah so like you know yo i'm this is what i'm talking about we're i can't generalize all this whole this you know this younger generation but there's there's a pattern here they're pretty good in terms of making money but the problem is they always fuck up their own game their own uh, income stream. That's because they're and not somehow, doing it for the right reason. Yeah, they're doing it to show off. I mean, teenagers, right? Yeah, but... They it, just have access to things that we didn't have at the time. I agree, but also the fact is you have access to films, access to True. history. You have access to so True, much you things that... you can make cool yeah. things instead of just Not even that, just like Nike. seeing shitty stories about idiots who like yeah. expose themselves to their you know their their income uh, stream like what are you doing i'm sure he's watched scarface many times or listened to uh biggie's like 10 crack commandments like you know all this stuff so seriously 
Wait, why are you being stupid? Why are you being stupid? It's, yeah, I agree. These people are not good criminals. They're um, not. They all want to be like hacker, but like none of them actually can keep their mouth shut. Because if they keep their mouth shut, they feel that no one's going to respect them. Such a psychopathic thing. It is. It's like, you know, all the, <laughs> all the psychos or serial killers are always like leaving you clues because they secretly want to be found out, but they only want to be found out by the smartest person so that they can feel justified as being the smartest serial killer. Yeah, but that person, okay. And they always get caught. That's the thing. They always get caught. Not always, you can't though. Fucking, There's... Well, no, I mean, the trope is that they always yeah, get the caught. The trope is, yeah. But the Zodiac killer yeah, was didn't get figured ca- out Later, recently. years and years later, no, though. Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years and years later. Yeah, it's true, but I'm Deca- just I think it was a decades later? Decades later, because it was it in was the 70s. It was literally this year. Yeah, yeah, but it started in the 70s, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's been 30, 40, 50 years. Look at that. So it took 50 years, and it was a bunch of guys on YouTube yeah. that cracked it, which is so crazy. But this is what I'm trying to say. You have access to dumbasses from the past. And remember, this doesn't apl- it doesn't matter if it's technology, new technology, or old. The point is, why are you a dumbass? I wonder, though, like... I wonder if we're not biased to see those people more because there's also a lot of really great creators and there's a lot of really good... You know what? Next episode, we should do about good people. <laughs> shitty people. That's a boring one. It's important I'm because joking. I do think that we're surrounded by negativity all the time. And I think well, it's more it sensational. More. Yeah, yeah, it's more sensational to have bad news and good news. And I think that's not nice. And I think especially during this time of our great panini 2021 the 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 not so delicious rotten um left stale i was um, just you know trying to be reverent of this time but yes you're right uh the moldiest of the paninis so i think at this time people are really craving hope and positivity and potential and light and love and rebirth and transition like we want to feel like there's something better at the end of this and so we need more stories that are positive we need more things that bring positivity into people's lives instead of just like all the all this like shittiness capitalist bullshit we need we need the media to focus more on good stories of people capable of doing things, doing things. But that doesn't you know? sell because remember. But why? Because people don't feel good because they're not doing good things. Maybe they should do people good wanna things. People want to see. Then. People want to see other people doing horribly. It's terrible. Look, the ratings once Orange Man Bad was taken out of you know our neighbors. Uh, you know, you know who Orange Man Bad is. No. It's a saying. So the Orange Man. The troll, mm. the the real life uh, troll doll, right? When he was taken out, the ratings for these um, media outlets dropped dramatically. Wow, you know, and that shows you that it was it was always negative. The whole thing was like nasty, negative, and focused on this person that was nasty, negative. So, and that's how they were making their money. Hmm. So I'm not shocked. I wonder that if you're not going to see good stories. I wonder if it's like, you know, when you see good stories, mm-hmm. it's I'm not a I'm not fan of Facebook anymore as much as I used to be, but it's uh, cat stories. Remember when you go on, when you scroll okay, through Facebook? Okay, but that's too much that's, that's because dog honestly, stories and that's how only, many of those are you the, gonna watch? I know, but every time you see it, you gotta admit, you see a cat hugging a, a dog or vice versa. You can be like, oh. Yes, it's true. It does make my day feel. No matter how better. much times you see it. <sighs> that's different why we have cat, cat same gifts. situation. Cat gifts. Mm, yeah, they're the so, best. 
Um, that's our only joy these days, which is sad. And it's not humans being nice to other humans. Sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. I wonder if we're just not sociologically equipped to deal with being in such large groups of people and having to be socially active with such large groups of people that like... Sorry, I say like far too much. I'm trying to work on it. Like, like, like. It's a new development for me. I never used to say like as a teenager, and somehow now I've developed this. But It's because of YouTube. Like and subscribe. You keep hearing I it. do believe that I say like more because I have dropped my vocabulary to the average of the people that I talk to or listen to, and most of those people are YouTubers. So Like and subscribe. Exactly. Um, to go back to what I was saying, I think... I'm not sure this is, I'm kind of just pulling this hypothesis completely out of my ass right now, but I do wonder if maybe we're just not equipped to deal with having so many people circling our lives uh, all the time and being aware that there's so many people around us that it's, it's honestly stressful. Like if human beings are only supposed to really be socializing with about a hundred people, we have all of these, like so, extra relationships floating around. Well, us, they're, like not they're not authentic relationships. They're not authentic. Right, they're not. But they feel like they require our attention and they require us giving a shit, kind of when, mm. and that requires energy. You know that that, that social energy that we, we might just not have. I mean, again, this is just well, I'm look, going too far. In no, this, you no, you're not. There's a certain part to it. For example you have a favorite YouTuber or a favorite Instagram or whatever yeah. the hell is, you're keeping up with their supposed yeah. real life because we're talking about, I think, um, authenticity and things like that uh, and fake lives. So yeah. we're keeping up with these people. Each time we see a new YouTube episode, we're like, hey, this week I did this and this week da 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 Yeah. Just like, I'm not, like, even us right now, we're talking not, you know, whatever. But you're, you're investing in these fake one-sided parasocial uh, relationships yes yeah so you feel empty inside whereas if you're talking to somebody like i'm talking to well, you right you're now you're not getting you're a not response getting response back yes you're not getting the response back that you need right you know so for example if I'm, we're talking right now i'm responding to you accordingly depending on and also i have my own opinion that i'm gonna you know Hopefully, it's a good back and forth conversation. Mm -hmm. But usually, we get that. We're getting something out of this. Right, right now, me and you talking, right? Um, you don't get that when you're watching YouTube or any of these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we don't, we don't get that. Yeah, I mean, you do get a little bit of that. Maybe in the comments and they respond to you. Some yeah. People, and, and some people get mad, but, but also the opposite. Some right. people get mad when somebody doesn't respond to their comment. I don't think and, people and get mad. They I do. Think There's many stories of people getting mad because really? they're so emotionally invested in okay. this person. Yeah. And when a person doesn't respond to them, not everyone, remember, not everyone. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's always variants of people. Fair. They'll get super angry and possessive of these people. Hmm. So it's a bad relationship. But that's, that's more recent because now you have the ability to talk or at least, you know, throw comments or whatever to your celebrity, whoever you follow or whatever. Yeah. Back in the days, you had to write letters, and you would never hear those letters. Well, they get tossed out right away. Now it's out for the world to see. If you say, "Hey, Mister um, or whoever it is, I like your stuff." Well, think about if we do this—you know, that that favorite evolutionary science experiment where we pretend like we're back in the good old days of being cave people. And we think about the way that our groups were kind of socialized. 
ours we didn't have celebrities what we had were leaders like group leaders right mm -hmm. we looked up to the the people in our tribes or groups or whatever that yeah. uh embodied a certain kind of but they were useful ideal yeah yeah, and you did have, you had real relationships with yeah. those people. But now we can't have that. And instead we have a bunch of different, like you're saying, like parasocial relationships that are not filling. And it makes sense almost in that, to that effect that like people would get, would be meaner because they can't get almost their love in return or whatever. Or even even uh, somebody, yeah, being mean, like you say nasty things to somebody. In real life, that person would like hopefully clap uh, uh, clap back at you and respond in either in kind or hopefully better. Or if you're their you friend, know. like you can't really share in their success because mm -hmm. you're not really their friend. No. And you, you know, the, the more success a YouTuber or somebody gets, the more distant they become from their audience. Mm-hmm which in turn probably turns some of that audience against them, you know? Yeah, so well, that, there'll always also... be, it's like, it's in every uh, creative genre where somebody becomes uh, big and Blue. famous. Yeah, Perfect Blue is, oh my God. That's, so good. Yeah, uh, watch that film. But yeah, they get to a certain point where someone or some group of people are, will always say, oh, you've changed, man. Like you heard this in movies like this, this uh, whatever person was like, you changed, man. You used to be this, man. You know, stuff like that. And that's always going to happen where if you get to a certain level of success, what got you there doesn't, you know, it doesn't work for you necessarily. Aspects of it does, right? But not the full thing because you're no longer that same person. You're really not. And yeah. you never were, even if you're famous or not. Today, I'm one person. I grew from new information. I'm not the same person yesterday. Granted, there's aspects of me that are the same. Yeah. But to millions of people, by you growing and succeeding, you're not going to please your original audience. Right. You know what I mean? So it's inevitable. Yeah. You know? That is true. And that definitely happens a lot to musical artists who release an oh, album yeah. and then their next album is different and their audience gets mad and then they lose their contract and they're like, well, how are we supposed to be artists? Either we do the same thing forever. Mm -hmm. People like us, but we're we not never machines. Grow. We're humans. Especially in the yeah. creative, in that creative field of music or fine arts or certain things that you're not reproducing the same thing you kind of aren't you kind of you can't fully yeah you know you're not you're not you know a machine in a sense you know yeah you start to understand what the greats really are people who are able to continue that level of fame while also creating new music yeah i think maybe you know i'm not not to like get into that conversation but the whole thing with the beatles and why they're considered one of the greatest bands is not necessarily because they're the greatest at everything it's just i think the sheer number of volumes of, and cont continuity of musical production mm -hmm. the fact that they were so prolific for such a long time well relatively long time and they continued to be popular i think is the thing that made them considered the great one of the greats mm -hmm. and i mean that does change that our perception of what is good and what isn't changes yeah. but just the idea that again somebody or a group is able to continue this a certain level of success while continually changing their style yeah that 
makes them pretty great. Oh, that's like I said, the Bowie is the best yeah, example. Yeah, absolutely. Compared to the Beatles, it's Bowie. Okay, fair, but I was just using them as oh, a no, group no, yeah, example yeah. because their music differed quite a lot from... It did. And from, when they went solo too, they were still yeah, kind of successful. And I think that's all I'm saying is that like, you know, they were successful for a while. They were also considered very popular up to very recently. They were very popular. Because mm, people More were rediscovering them and yeah. through online. Yeah, but also, this is uh, calling back to another conversation. It's, there's artists at a certain time or creatives had time to you know decompress after they did a project and they had time to assess they had time to like reflect and everything like that whereas now you have to bang out things constantly you know what yeah. i mean taylor people, swift crazy oh but she has a formula she she does but her music has changed a lot yeah i don't I, i'm i was like my thing is i was shocked that i think she got a grammy now or something or something bunch, or nomination now and i was like i haven't heard her music in a, I, even on on, on advertisements or something like on ad, you know you typically you would see advertisements even on online i didn't see anything of hers for like i have ad two blocker years, on everything so you know no youtube once in a while throws in an ad one here or there we have a uh, subscription oh family sub oh. somebody else's Oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a rebel, so but, uh, <laughs> we pay like $2 each to not ever get ads, and I'm okay with that. You guys are special. I really didn't want to do it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's like you're, it's producing, um, you're expected to produce a lot quicker, a lot more frequent. You don't have time to just be you and come up with something more fresh that is still you, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like... But what even is you? You changes. You as an artist no, has to explore. You don't and, change. You but know, there's there's a yeah. there's there's a through line that you can see Sometimes, a good artist. But what I'm know? saying is a lot of the time yes. So that I think also ties into a previous conversation we had about like what makes a professional is consistency mm -hmm. and the ability to repeat something over yeah. and over again. And I think a thorough line in your work is also something that like in general, as any kind of artist or creative people really want that they want yeah. to kind of track the progression, yeah, progression. Of something. and people love that yeah it's almost like reading data but without numbers you know mm -hmm. so people really like that kind of thing they like finding those patterns and feeling oh, like yeah. they learn something a, about a like person. a tarantino film yeah is a tarantino film regardless of what subject matter he's talking about but then even like tracking it back to his influences and sometimes mm -hmm. the, the places that he literally copied from oh yeah or whatever like that in itself is also very interesting right like mm -hmm. the f walking those footsteps we love to f fucking walk in people's footsteps it's oh no yeah because look if you're there's no such thing as you're creating super original things it's you're influenced by someone or something right before you right it's just it's not what it is it's how it's done type of thing yeah you know and and how it's used like what are you doing maybe it's the same maybe it's exactly the same story mm -hmm. but how it's approached might be totally different in terms of at least in, when we talk about film, but even music. There's like I'll give an example. It's like um, I did not know for years that Sinead O'Connor's song was actually Prince's song mm -hmm. before, but only till I went back to listen to Prince like his whole collection that I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that happens a lot. You'll go back through or, music you yeah. listen to, and then you'll find out that there's actually an original to a song that you heard the Whitney cover of. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Um, from the bodyguard, that famous song. Oh yeah, was Dolly Parton? Yeah, 
There's some crazy you know? ones out there. Or one of my favorites was Maxwell's um, This Woman's Work is really, um, I forgot her name, who did Cloud Bursting, I remember from, uh, but it was in another song. It was another, you know. I don't think I know that, but oh, still. But yeah, but it's a major one, and it's one that everybody sings on those music competitions. <laughs> and if they have the, uh, the range to do it, they fucking nail that shit. Nice. But um, yeah, so you're never, never really creating fully original work and you're just inspired or influenced by other people yeah but having that through line yeah so being authentic at the end of the day is hard to do nowadays <laughs> no but um <laughs> actually the thorough line and authenticity is kind of an interesting thought like i think if you're being authentic to your own work Actually, I don't know. Do you need a thorough line? If you're being well, real to the kind of work that you actually want to do. I think it's hard. Honestly, depending on the industry, yeah, it's a lot harder now. Whereas, like I, I always go back to the previous conversation. It's like one person that I feel has been the, roughly the same, but yeah. has grown is Jean-Paul uh, Gaultier. I feel he, even though his shows were... Um, the same, like he had always long shows mm -hmm. and they were theatrical and campy. Even when everyone else was doing these like moody, mm -hmm. like uh, mannequin, like these models didn't smile or anything like that. Heroin chic. Yeah. And he would always be campy. And I loved it and I loved him for it. And he still does that. It was refreshing. Yeah. Because you would have different sized models even before when it was trendy. Yeah. Right? He would get uh, people that he liked to wear his clothes. Yeah. So yeah, his... He did a lot of things. He was consistent, and you could see a through line through his work and his everything. And he did things that were ahead of the time, even. Like, it was, you know, talking about he would use different size models, different everything, and he, he didn't care about the trends. Right. And that's what made him iconic, where he stuck with it. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree. I think so much of it is figuring out what... Who like you are, an really. artist, yeah. What are you interested in figuring out? What are you interested in learning and exploring those things fully? Yeah, I think that pretty much does it. So, yeah, I guess how does this relate to authenticity? Just find out who you are first. How does this relate to social media? How does it relate? <laughs> well, here's the thing. See, to be authentic in this social media world is possible. There is, it is possible. Um, and it's also possible not to be, you know. Do it or don't do it, whatever. Yeah. Just, 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 you know, don't murder people. I don't know. I think maybe it's just really important. The only thing I can think, like, for myself now working on trying to be on social media more often, especially with my, like, art career starting to take off or, like, you know, get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I can use social media more, again, authentically, I guess, to my work. But I think it's, like, you have to be... I wonder if it's not so much being authentic as doing authentic work and sort of, like, exploring things authentically, really honestly giving a shit about the things that you're doing... And then from that, you can sort of craft around, you can craft a narrative around that. See, that's the thing. Sometimes your persona is organically crafted. 
right because of how you speak about your work right how much you're obsessed with it etc cetera, etc cetera, you well, know that's, what I mean? yeah and i can see that there's a lot of artists like that that are just obsessed about their work yeah they're just known for that and that's their persona but it's more authentic to themselves where they can keep it up because it's just them yeah and they're just weird and eccentric and just themselves as, as much as at least they can be right I'm, I'm not saying they're on all the time but you know what i mean it's more manageable yeah. So find out who you are, and it will be a lot easier to be quote unquote authentic. True. Yeah. I like that. All right, and I think that'll be it for tonight because yeah. we're tired, um, and we're gonna authentically go to sleep soon. Panini. The panini.